Take a deep breath, take the higher road That's what they always say, as if they know the way They won't take it from me But don't ever doubt yourself, it's life ain't just a dream You make your own, so kick and scream The people will like with a never-ending force You never had the chance, so what you waiting for? The day has come, my friend, cause this is war Hello, welcome to our Nurse News Analysis. I'm excited for this new platform that we are doing. I have with me here, Nurse Kimberly and Nurse Michelle and me, Nurse Jody O'Malley. Welcome, ladies. You ready to get into this? Thank you. Absolutely. Let's get it started. Yes, we are. We are always talking about what's in the news, probably on a regular basis. So it's just uh, a natural thing for us just to talk and share our opinions. I mean, we are all mothers. We are nurses. We are all followers of Yeshua. And we are all very different. And um, and that's great because that brings a lot to the conversation. Uh, let's start off with what was of interest to me since I am going to be traveling out of the country, but I don't know if you ladies saw that the CDC on November 6th put out a media statement saying that they're expanding their testing of international travelers to get respiratory samples to include flu, RSV, and other viruses. They say that they are conducting a new pilot on samples it is collecting as part of its traveler-based genomic surveillance, TGS program, that will provide early detection of flu, RSV, and select other respiratory viruses, that they will test these positive, um, test the samples and will be sequenced and uploaded to public databases to provide valuable information to public health officials and policymakers. Let's just stop there. I'd like to get your opinion on that. Yeah. So are these mandatory or is this going to be like, is it random when you get to the airport they're going to be doing? I, I mean, first of all, hell no. <laughs> it's going to be my answer. Absolutely not. Um, no. It says participation in the program is voluntary and anonymous, supposedly, but your genomic DNA. I wonder sometimes if all that testing of the COVID testing in our nose is the first thing I noticed when they tested us back in 2020 for our COVID test. I, for the first time, had to put down my social security number at a lab test. I had never had to do that before. It was always my birth date. And I was a patient that my doctor had sent a lab order over. The doctor sent a lab order over for COVID. And somehow this particular test required I give my full, not just my last four digits, my full social security number. And later we would hear people uh, purporting that it was a conspiracy, but I don't know that it was, that people, they were actually collecting DNA data on all of us. So is it anonymous? What well, if, if they're collecting DNA on you, they have your birth date, they have your social security number. 
now they have your genetic information. I mean, you know, it says here in their article, as of September 2023, TGS has enrolled more than 360,000 air travelers. Participation in the program is voluntary and anonymous, and it covers flights from more than 135 countries from all the World Health Organization regions. That right there, hearing the the World Health Organization to me is like, wait, what? <laughs> There's, I'll tell you, I I get and I'm nervous. This is going to be. I'm going to Colombia as well, and I with Jody. And I will tell you, I'm a little bit nervous about this. This is my first time traveling internationally, and I'm a little bit nervous because I feel like, are they going to start pulling something about COVID testing, which I would absolutely refuse. Because look what was happening to people back in 2020 when they would pop positive in another country. They were like putting them in um, these uh, like. I call them concentration camps. I don't know what you want to call them, but I call them concentration camps. Um, So I'm a little bit nervous about that being in another country. And I don't really know how Colombia is with the, with the COVID clown world stuff, you know, are they kind of in with the world health organization? There was nothing on the website about that. So yeah, every, everywhere that I'm traveling doesn't say anything about any COVID, um, any COVID policies, if you will. But here's the thing. It's like here, we're we're not really hearing about COVID anymore, right? We're not really hearing about RSV or flu on the news. But behind the scenes, guys, behind the scenes, this is happening. And, And a lot of us don't know. I mean, this just came out, you know, a few days ago that this has been happening and we'll get a little bit more into what this platform consists of. But I mean, it, it right now it's voluntary right now. Everything right is now. voluntary, right? It's voluntary mm-hmm. until it isn't. Until and it we, isn't exactly. That's right. And we all know that there is a social credit score that's coming. We all know that the dollar is going to collapse. You know, we, we all know that these things are happening. And I have said for quite some time now that as quick as COVID came upon us and rocked our world, the collapse of our dollar and our open borders and all of these, you know, um, people that are able to get into our country and set up terrorist cells. I mean, this is very real. This is going to happen. It's going to happen. Well, here's another warning that's on here. It says acted as an early warning system to detect new and rare variants of SARS-CoV-2 virus. And we'll do the same for other respiratory viruses going forward. So in other words, those of us who have possibly caused a worldwide problem, whoever they are, the, the powers that be that may have released this on the world, um, it sounds like, oh my goodness, we've got to find out where the newest um, new creature of this SARS-CoV virus are coming from so that we can get ahead of it. I mean, it almost looks like an attempt. It says rare variants. So what's up with that? Whatever well, else they got coming down the pike at us. Well, and here's the thing. They, they try to make it seem to the public that, oh, we're, we're detecting Mm, uh, new onset or new variant so that we can protect you. I mean, how do you ladies think that they're putting this out there 
into the world. Like they already know what ever it is that they're going to unleash upon us. They already know. So we're, so for all of us to sit here and say, Oh, you know, I, I guess to the, the person that still trusts the CDC and the FDA and the who and our government are saying, Oh, well, no, I think this is a great program. It's a great program um, so that we can get ahead of any pandemic and we can, you know, um, isolate these people that may be infected. But I mean, come on, I think probably the three of us are at a point where we understand that this is a whole this has been plotted out for decades on what they're going to do. And in many places, they tell us what their plan is. We just think that it's so off the wall that, you know, that people don't true. believe it. It can't be true. Right. Well, you this, see those, those episodes like of the TV shows and um, there was a movie and I can't remember, I can't remember the name of it. It had, um, oh God, I'm on caffeine. I'm, I'm crashing off the of caffeine. So my brain is even worse than, than it usually is today. <laughs> um, oh gosh. What's we name? all just came back from the health and freedom event that was in Phoenix, Arizona. And apparently mm-hmm. Kimberly had quite a bit of coffee. That's what yeah. She well, quite she, a bit of coffee. well, she needed it guys. Uh, Kimberly put on an amazing event. It oh. was the American nurse freedom summit event and um and she did an amazing job so we will be we will be actually be touring and um and we're talking about having retreats and maybe even a cruise um so yeah yeah so i understand needing i actually fed her caffeine like a (laughs) big like 18 ounce (laughs) cup when she saw mine and i didn't have one for her so (laughs) while you're thinking about it kimberly i noticed this other scary statement inside the cdc point it says tgs is a multimodal platform that consists of three complementary approaches including voluntary nasal sampling of arriving international travelers aircraft testing and wastewater sampling at seven airports nationwide so if you're not even signing up your your waste products that are going into the airports are going to be being tested is what i'm reading there Mm -hmm. well i actually sent sent this media release to Kristen Megan, who is our industrial hygienist. You know, she is Mm -hmm. our, our expert on nurses out loud that we always love to get her opinion. And, um, you know, she was like, yeah, it's, it's another scare tactic. It's another, it's another way. I mean, she didn't say this, I'm saying this, but this is another way to get Americans to give up their freedom and, you know, promote fear. It absolutely is. And it's working. The saddest thing, and it really breaks my heart to see this. And and typically, you know, I'm of the of the feeling like if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you feel like it protects you, whatever. Um, but I it breaks my heart to see these young people like in their twenties and they've got one, two, three masks on and they're walking Mm -hmm. around. And it just it's it's just so sad to me that they are living in so much fear. You know, it, and I, I just think it's criminal what they've done to this generation. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I mean, this is all, you know, th- they were supposed to do that. I mean, this is what their plan was. Well, when we go to that page, as Michelle pointed out, the travel genomic surveillance, I mean, you know, genomic, I mean, that's gene 
right? That breaks it down to your genes and in your DNA, your RNA, that's a genomic sequence or that's, that's gene and then surveillance. So they're surveilling your DNA, right? I mean, you know, if you are a traveler, so it says here, what's new in TGS in preparation for fall winter respiratory season, TGS launched a nasal sampling multi-pathogen pilot, which will test for the flu, A and B, RSV, and SARS-CoV-2, and other respiratory pathogens, it says. And it says that the program is led by CDC Travelers Health Branch, is a public-private partnership that plays an important role in U.S., here we go. Here's some other scary words. U.S. national biosecurity through its two major goals. Number one, early detection of new SARS-CoV-2 variants and other pathogens. And two, filling in gaps. Here's another scary word. Global biosurveillance. Ladies, yeah, I feel like I we're living in a sci-fi film. <laughs> I truly do. Like, I feel like we are in uh, a sci-fi movie. Yeah. Yes. John Cusack. John Cusack. That's the movie. So I couldn't <laughs> think of his name. What was the movie? So I don't know the name of the movie, but it was John Cusack was in it. And they were playing it. And it's something about how they were trying to... Um, uh, something with the, the global population through vaccination. And I can't remember the name of it, but they were playing clips and it was like exactly what we're, go we're, we're living through. And this came out uh, several years ago. So it's like, they're, it's like their little love letter to us telling us, hey, this is exactly what we're gonna do to you. And, uh, and here we are and nobody bats an eye, you know? Mm -hmm. As I'm looking at all this list of everything that they're gonna be looking at, all these different variants that we're reviewing, I think, what I tell everybody to do is don't go to an, air, an international airport without your iodine spray in your nose or your throat. There you because go. We're talking about people from all. I, I live in Atlanta, so Atlanta International Airport is a tremendously large airport. So I don't, I never am there without seeing people from all walks of life from all over the world. It is a highly populated place with people that are coming from who knows where with what. Because as many people may not realize, there is a vaccine that the American public finally decided wasn't safe to give here anymore. And it was called the oral polio vaccine. We only get the IPV here now. We don't get the OPV anymore like my older kids did. But all over the world, the, the CDC supplied the uh, other parts of the world with the OPV vaccine. So apparently it was safe enough for Africans and other countries to still continue doing it. Well, those people come back in here. And the reason why it wasn't safe here is because not only the complications, but one of which it can cause the spread of actually polio. So if you had got an international airport, it's going to be more populated. The, the potties are going to be filling with waste from all over the world versus your local um, community. So here they're going to be testing the potties if you're not willing to be um, the septic system, if you're not willing to give up your oral or nasal um, swabs. But I tell you what, if ever there's a time to be using your nasal oral spray, please go to the americaoutloud.news and go to the shop, uh, americaoutloud.shop and get yourself some iodine nasal spray and throat spray before you go to an airport. Yeah. And when you get home and when you get home from the, and you're at your hotel, do it again. 
Right. Absolutely. I, I agree with you. Well, here's what they're saying, guys. So for all of you who are like, well, how does this work? What what are, what are they doing? It says that their successful proof of concept project in September 2021, um, since it was a successful concept, now they're expanding it. And, and this, this is the whole thing, is that all of this stuff has been happening under our nose um, to roll this out because it is all agenda 2030 related. I mean, it, you know, for me, everything is the vaccine until prov- proven otherwise. And everything is about ushering in agenda 2030 period. I mean, but so here's what they're saying is that, um, all the samples are voluntary and de-identified for now. I added that part for now, you know, because it's so successful. So now they're expanding it and they're gathering more data and all of that data they are going to use and manipulate it in such a way that it is going to be a fear, another fear based campaign. Um, So what it says is, is that it currently operates at six major U.S. airports, uh, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Newark, Seattle, Washington, D.C., um, San Francisco and Boston. And, you know, they volunteer. So the international travel will just, you know, volunteer to self-collect the nasal swab samples. Then those samples are shipped to a laboratory network, (laughs) laboratory network, because remember, They told us before, it's a public and private partnership. So this private partnership does not have the same regulations as our government, right? I'd like to know who those private partners are. Well, exactly. I mean, yeah, (laughs) right. It would be nice to know who's getting money from who, what, when, where. Yeah. So so they're going to ship it to the laboratory network and uh, undergo PCR testing. And then the positive samples undergo whole genome sequencing to determine variants. And then select samples are shared with CDC laboratory where they'll undergo viral characterization, which can provide information about a new variant's transmissibility. Transmissibility. Thank you. I was like, that does not (laughs) sound right. (laughs) Virulence and response to current treatments or vaccines. Oh, the vaccines again. We'll make sure that we're ahead and we can make you a vaccine for the new one we just found. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, guys. So we'll put this in our show notes. I actually got an email this morning from a listener saying, you ladies all always refer to show notes, but how do I find them? So I'm not sure what platform you are uh, listening to us on, but all of our shows are on americaoutloud.news forward slash nurses out loud. And when you get to that page, you will see the article along with um, all of our all of our links and stuff. So that is how you find the show notes. And then you just look up the nurse that you may have heard reference for show notes and look up the title of that particular show. If she was talking about vaccines or if it's a Q&A, just look up the title and you will find the article. And on every article, you can listen to the show again because there's a player on every article. 
Right. We have the world-class media player embedded in the AmericaOutloud.news website. You can also, which I always do, uh, I like listening to um, uh, the shows on America Out Loud talk radio app. Um, and you just click on it and 24-7, you're going to hear a sh- uh, you know, a different show host speaking. And yeah, and then all of our shows go to podcasts and we're pretty much on every single one. So I don't know. I mean, this is, you know, this is just another warning sign that these social credit scores, the the lockdowns, the fear, all of that stuff is coming and and they're telling us. You guys want to say anything else about it? Yes, do not comply. That is my message. <laughs> do not comply because it's coming. They're coming yeah. with the masking again. They're coming with the testing again. And it's really simple. Just say no in the famous words of Nancy Reagan. Just say no. You do not have to comply. Mandates are not laws. And, you know, the power lies with the people. The more mm-hmm. we stand up, we can we can live a normal life just to let the government know they do not have any authority over what we put into our body and putting masks on our face. I mean, I, I will never fly again if it comes to that. Absolutely not. Yeah, I just, you know, we all just got off of flights and you know how I don't know a stranger and I've got some really fun stuff I'm telling this week that happened with the antics of the life of a person that has to be wheelchair and walker dependent because some really oh, yeah. neat adventures happen. But I always talk to anyone that is going to sit with me and I, I always feel like it's pretty much ordained whoever I'm sitting with. But you can, if, but you, if ever you did not hear Nurse Michelle before say, speak to people around you, they are your captive audience. And literally us 10 wheelchair people were left in a place where we were literally held captive. We could not wheel ourselves away. Nobody was coming to help us. And we were starting to make plans among ourselves to help ourselves. So if ever you hearing what we're saying here, now there's a reason to talk inside of the airport about, hey, when they start talking to you and schmoozing you about how important it is that you volunteer and make sure to give up a nasal swab and a throat swab for the greater good of society, because we want to know what new outbreaks are happening in our airports, you will think, oh, that sounds like such a good altruistic thing to do. But we are saying to you, the nurses out loud are saying to you, just say no. If the answer is no, always no, until you have some more data about what they're taking out of your nose and throat. Yeah. Well, and again, I mean, guys, the PCR test, it's still under EUA. It's yeah. experimental. Why in the world would we, I mean, as scientists, as, as nurses, right, we do not, we like data, but it has to be data that we can verify that we feel is, is, you know, we, we can trust it, right. For a clinical Mm -hmm. reason, you know, now it's like, everybody's just taking these tests and, and I know that a lot of them are not anymore and thank goodness, but I never participated in that. Like, why? I don't need somebody to tell me that I'm sick. Right. And if you're he, sick, just stay home. Just, right. it's really simple. If you're sick, stay home. Yeah. And it depends on what level of sick. If right. I had a cough and a sneeze or, or, you know, um, anything other than a fever, a fever, I will remove myself from people. Right. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I'm not. You know what I mean? Yeah, we've, we've gone through our entire lives with, you know, having sniffles and, um, you know, but it's gone to a point where if anybody like literally if they sneeze or they blow their nose, everybody like panics, they go into panic mode. I saw that on the plane the other night and I was like, okay, this, okay. we've done this literally our whole life. 
Yeah. Well, I was, I was, oh, go ahead, Michelle. Well, my thought was, is that whether it be flu or whether it be any kind of coronavirus or COVID or whether it be RSV, we know for sure um, nasopharyngeal sanitation is effective at mitigating those disorders. If you put in even just basic saline cleanses of your nose and throat, if you're gargling and swishing, uh, there are several gargles that we teach you that you could just gargle and spray in the iodine nasal spray in your nose we can stop it. We can end it at home before we even have to have a test. We don't even have to have a test. Just start using protocols that will actually stop it in its tracks. Don't be one of those people who goes and gets your NyQuil and conks yourself out and sleeps in bed for three days because you didn't treat yourself. We'd rather you treat yourself. Right. Well, yeah. uh, you know, we, we can close that out because I'm going to talk to you about nurse Michelle. She stayed at my house this weekend, uh, this past weekend when we were um, at Kimberly's wonderful event speaking. And we both felt a little, uh, you know, and I had this little cough, <laughs> you know, just constantly clearing my throat. Didn't know if it was because we were up late talking like high school girls. And mm-hmm. we, we did that when we got together, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. But again, we were both using our dilute povidone iodine solution. And, and then I added in some vitamin C and quercetin the next day. That's all I had with me. And I felt better. And then a couple of days later, yesterday, I started feeling that again. And guess what? I did my nasal pharyngeal sanitation. And this past week also, Dr. McCullough was speaking to the truth movement. And when asked, what if you had to pick one medication that you should have in your cabinet? Guess what he said? Iodine oh, nasal spray and iodine spray. nasal spray, no doubt. There you go. There and Dr. You Brownstein, go. he asked me, he he asked a very valuable question to me when he was there. He said, Michelle, if the government said you could only have one thing on your protocol, whether it be iodine nasal spray, throat spray, or nebulizing or supplements, what would it be? And I actually concur- concluded that it would be the nebulizer because I can put iodine in my nebulizer. I can put saline in my nebulizer, silver, co- whatever. Mm-hmm. I can nebulize anything. Don't take my nebulizer away. And Jody d- had farmed out her nebulizer to her father or mother who was sick. And I'm like, what do you mean? You don't have a nebulizer for me here. So my quick fix was get in the shower, close her door and get the, ste- the get the heavy steam and hot shower and then do the iodine nasal spray and throat spray because I couldn't nebulize. So I did deep breathing in her bathroom and it got the hot steam into me. So yeah, everybody, please, if you don't have one, get yourself your nasal oral sanitation and also get your nebulizer in your home. Yes. And um, we have Cofix, who is our show sponsor. So if you go to americaoutloud.shop, you will see the Cofix product. It is accessible. I mean, you can just take it with you everywhere. You know, you could stick it in the smallest of purses. And, you know, at the first sign of, you know, having a little nose or or mouth, like a cough or stuffiness or being around somebody that is sick, you just take a couple squirts and, you know, and you can do that every four hours. So guys, um, and here, here's another one really fast is if you have the ability, get oxygen, get an oxygen concentrator at your home, because like Michelle said, nebulizing and, um, and then I'm adding in oxygen, those are the two things that kind of keep people in the hospital, 
right? And so if you have that at home and you can keep your oxygen levels up on your own while you're healing and getting IV therapy or whatever it is that you're doing, um, at least you're not in the hospital. And we will be right back with the Ladies of Nurses Out Loud. It's time and this is world. Hey everyone, Nurse Kimberly Overton here from Nurses Out Loud. Over time, our cell signaling molecules diminished, leaving us vulnerable to the wear and tear of life. With the Sea of Redox, you can restore and revitalize your body at the cellular level. This is an incredible product that I personally use and can attest to seeing fantastic results, including better sleep, increased energy, improved mood, and a decrease in my joint pain. ASEA supports your immune system, enhancing your body's natural ability to repair itself. It promotes overall well-being so that you can experience a new level of vitality and resilience. It's time to take control of your health and experience the power of ASEA. Visit our online store today at americaoutloud.shop and use promo code OUTLOUD to save 15%. Be sure to tune in to Nurses Out Loud Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern. The Natural Colon Cleanse. It's the ultimate digestive tune-up with Oxy Powder. It's crafted to alleviate the discomfort of gas, bloating, and occasional constipation. There's a reason why Oxy Powder is our number one seller. It works. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. In 2008, people could spend an average of 12 seconds on a task without becoming distracted. Five years later, it was only eight seconds. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down. Thousands of five-star reviews proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation 
We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us on our new platform. We really want to hear from you guys. So send us an email, nurses at americaoutloud.com. That's nurses at americaoutloud.com. Send us your questions, send us topics that you want us to talk about. Um, send us your story. If you are a nurse and you want to guest co-host, we are open to that as well. And then you don't have to agree with us. If you want to have another point of view come in, uh, please. We are all willing to have educated, unemotional conversations, right? Yeah. If you have something to bring to the table and you can keep your emotion out of it, then we are all about hearing from you and having our listeners hear from you. So all you listeners out there, Throw that out to your family or friends that are the nurses that don't agree with you. Say, go. Yeah, we to the ladies on Nurses Out Loud. (laughs) The Nurses Out Loud definitely has put out a challenge to any of the nurses that were part of the hero videos that went out in 2020 that did the dancing videos and did the cha-cha to music about COVID. We are definitely looking for those nurses and we would love to interview some of those nurses. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Here's our next topic. Infant mortality rate rises for the first time in 20 years. Another thing, another report from the CDC that they came out, they said that between 21 and 22 infant deaths in the U.S. rose by 3% or 5.6 fatalities per 1,000 live births. So guys, for every thousand babies that are born, almost six of them died between 2021 and 2022. The mortality rate for newborns also increased by 3%, while the mortality rate for non-newborn infants rose by 4%. Oh, non-newborn. Yeah, I know. I had to read that again. (laughs) Mortality rate for non-newborn. So newborns are typically depends on the protocol that you're looking at between 30 and 90 days old um, is, is how they define a newborn. So all of the babies that we'll just say it greater than three months old, three months old or older, um, their mortality rate rose by 4%. So perhaps after their wellness Two months. Yeah, because if they're two month chuck up, they get eight antigens injected into them. Mm -hmm. So if they're having an issue that has anything to do with the potential of the mother taking something during the pregnancy that their immune system could have taken a hit, their exposure to that many antigens at that two month checkup could definitely lend a problem by three months. Yeah, absolutely. Well, here in their quote from the agency, CDC agency report, it says from 2002 to 2021, 
the infant mortality rate declined 22%. So 22% less, less infants. Well, we'll say what less than a year old, right? Infants, um, died. And then all of a sudden now it rose 3% from 2021 to 2022. So what happened that this is the critical thinker in me, right? This is how yeah. all of us what should be thinking in that time frame. What mm-hmm. was it? I, I mean, let me tell you, I actually first heard this from an influencer that's an allergist online and his name is Ruben, R-U-B-I-N, Allergy. And he does frustrate me on a regular basis with the way he presents facts. And when he did this particular data set exposing what the FDA was saying, there's now this um, highest incidence in 20 years of uh, newborn death, he said that it's very likely associated to lack of access to reproductive health care for women. Oh, come on. (laughs) Come on. There is a Planned Parenthood in Mm -hmm. every corner in the hood. I mean, come on. Can Mm -hmm. we can we stop? Stop it with that. Yeah, it's like almost saying that because women couldn't get to those abortion facilities and in the life of those babies, those babies were born and now they had they died because they probably came to poor homes that shouldn't have been having babies anyway. That's really what that says to me. That's what he said. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he said. And it's ridiculous. And I wrote underneath a comment and I said, do you think, physician, perhaps that the emergency use authorization product that had an mRNA technology that the American (laughs) Academy of Gynecology said was safe and effective for women for the first time in history might have contributed something to why we're suddenly having a, a, a rise in death with infants. And you know what? It did not get to stay up there even one minute. Instagram immediately deleted it and said that it was dangerous and against community guidelines. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, so, so that's the thing. I mean, hello. And 2021 is when the, the vaccine became wildly available and we were injecting our special populations. And for those, for those of you, the listeners out there, special populations are pregnant women and children and not to mention the native Americans right? Mm -hmm. Those are our special populations in America. And they got injected. I I just could not believe it. I mean, I remember saying, oh, they'll never do that. They'll never, they'll never inject pregnant women with this experimental technology and biologic agent, which they have zero data on. I mean, they were in, in the clinical trials, they weren't injecting pregnant women and children in the clinical trials. So they had no no data, guys. They well, litter- it's recommended to not have pregnant women in the trials. It's actually considered unethical. That's right. That's right. So so it wasn't unethical for them to inject them in a clinical. Or, or sorry, it was an unethical to inject them in the clinical trial. But yet they didn't have a clinical trial just for them like the Native Americans or the pregnant women, they didn't have a clinical trial for them before they injected the entire population in January or December of 2020, January, 2021, did they? No. 
No, but you know what? When the Pfizer documents came out that Naomi Wolf has been exposing, eventually there was a trial that did involve the pregnant women. And when that trial was published to the American people, what Dr. Brownstein exposed and also Dr. James Thorpe at this meeting this last weekend was that what they presented to the American people was the relative risk for the pregnant women or the relative risk data in general, which was not an accurate uh, depiction of what the real risk were, actual risk were. And it was a something like the relative risk for pregnant women taking the vaccine for potential miscarriage was like 0.008 or something like that. But when you actually did the actual risk for the pregnant women, it was 80% of the women lost their babies in the trial. And apparently the trial data revealed that they lost, I don't know if it was 200 women, but a significant amount of women, nobody knows where those women even are, like where their names, their names just dropped off of the trial. And that's still kind of a mystery um, to be surmised what, what happened there. But beautifully, um, Dr. Brownstein, he said the first thing he does when he has young medical students coming in to do a rotation in his office, he says he makes them, forces them to learn hours of how to actually read scientific data. And he contends that the majority of nurses and doctors out here in the country do not know how to actually read statistical data correctly. And Mm -hmm. I actually asked him if he would come on and talk to us about that and produce some videos for the purpose of educating nurses in this country, because obviously they could not have been able to read the data correctly if they were out saying it's perfectly safe and effective, if they did not know the difference between a relative risk and an actual risk. Well, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, when we sit here and just even read these little highlights, you know, it, it says that among the top 10 leading causes of infant death, Two of them rose significantly last year. So that would be 2022. Those two were maternal complications of pregnancy and bacterial sepsis of newborns. So here we go. Maternal complications of pregnancy. What happened in the last 20 years that now all of a sudden pregnant women are having complications in pregnancy? I wish that they would talk about vaccination status on this. Oh, yeah. It just makes no sense. I mean, if you're out there listening and you're a working nurse or a nursing student or a new nurse practicing, it is absolutely your obligation to find out the information of the person's COVID vaccine status, how many they had, what brand they had, when did they have the last one, et cetera, because it is a relevant point to be in the patient's note. It, it absolutely is. And if you can document that and in, in in the note, at least it would be there for them to come back if they ever wanted to do anything legally um, in regards to that. But I mean, right here, you know, the top, the, the two that rose significantly in the last year were problems with pregnancy. Well, if you're injected with an experiment, that would, that would make sense. What else is out there? They don't talk about this happened in 2020 when COVID essentially was new on the scene. This is all from 2021 and 2022. And then here they say that the top cause of infant mortality in 2022 was congenital malformations. So guys, that baby 
that died that was less than a year old as an infant in 2022 was because something happened to their body and it was a congenital malformation, meaning something inside their body when they were growing in the mother's womb changed their genes and something formed that shouldn't have. Essentially, right. that's what that says. Yeah, that's a that's a huge deal to say there's a congenital malformation because historically before this happened, if something like that would have been born, if you would have had a unique congenital malformation, you would want to do genetic studies to see whether or not the mother and the father had something that was coming down from generations. But if there is no connection to any kind of genetic malformation that's typically tested for, one must surmise that there is another exposure going on and need to know whether or not the mother is actually, um, is she somebody who works in a highly vaccinated environment if she was not vaccinated? Because we're definitely seeing problems with shedding as well. So if she's not vaccinated, it would seem there be a credible reason to start asking a lot of questions about her workplace environment. I think this is really sad because we are really, we're not going to see the full ramifications of these, just the short-sighted decision that they made to vaccinate this special population. We won't know the full ramifications of this for decades. You know, who knows what, what, um, what this means for, uh, you know, female in utero, you know, what their fertility is going to be down, you know, decades from now. We won't know. Yeah. We or sperm, know. right? I mean, yeah, the, the sperm. Yeah. yeah. Sperm and egg. When, they, when it got, comes together. Know. I've got two newlyweds in my house that um, have one grandbaby with it and another newlywed. And I, I reminded them that you are in a generation where even though you're not COVID vaccinated, you're going to need to go ahead and be looking at these spike detox protocols that are out there like TWC has that you can go through the americaoutloud.store to get access to. Dot but shop. You, you need to be tr dot shot. Sorry about that. That we need to get people that are not vaccinated, if you're thinking about having babies, you're newly, you're not practicing birth control and you're sexually active, you should be on some kind of spike recovery to be protecting your body, to not let spike be building up in it. Because the assumption is it's possible that we're all impacted. And if you're in the fertile years, you need to be doing something to protect your fertility, protect whatever happens when conception happens. Yeah, absolutely. Because honestly, I mean, whether you're vaccinated or not, we're all exposed at this point. We mm -hmm. all need to be doing everything we can to, because there's no end in sight to what they're coming at us, you know, from whether it be the, the air we breathe, the water we drink, the food we eat, or, you know, what medications we, they're, they're coming at us from every angle. We have got to keep ourselves in optimal health. And, we, and absolutely. Yeah, everything that we can do, um, we need to be doing and getting off of these meds and allowing your body to, you know, to heal through proper nutrition and diet and exercise and strong mental and spiritual health, you know, and yeah. There's also here I wanted to touch on, we have a few minutes left. I was going to play her whole YouTube um or sorry, her Senate testimony. It's Dr. Jan C. Lindsay. She yeah. spoke in the South Carolina Senate hearing and one of our amazing hosts, well, a couple of them, Dr. Artis, Dr. Henry Ely, Energetic Health Radio. Uh, he comes on after, after we do. 
Uh, and so, yeah, they were talking about and Dr. Group and Dr. Artis were talking about plasmids and E. coli connection. And it's just interesting that she speaks about this as well. I'm only going to play a couple of minutes of it. Um, and then we will, um, we will talk about what our thoughts are. Based on the population, um, I'm short on time, so I'm trying to fit this in. Basically, people were given in the clinical trial a clean shot. People, everybody else was given these contaminated shots. Every single vial that's been tested by every scientist around the world is contaminated with these plasmids. And they're some are contaminated when when Kevin McKernan first tested the vials, he found that uh, one of the vials contained up to about 30% uh, of the nucleic acid material was in fact DNA. So this is not some residual contamination that's carrying over. This is significant contamination. Why does that matter? Uh, gene therapy was never brought to market even though it's been over 40 years in development because in the past it caused latent cancer that developed two to four years after these were given because it caused lethal autoimmune reactions even when you were producing human proteins, not viral proteins, not bacterial proteins that you were displaying on the surface of your cells. Think about the logic of this. In traditional gene therapies, and these are gene therapies, they would be classified as gene therapies. In traditional gene therapies, you send in a genetic message to make a missing protein. That protein is identical to the protein that should have been in your body, but you're missing. This time we're sending in a sequence and asking it to make a piece of a viral protein and we're displaying it on our cells and then our body is attacking it and killing those cells. It doesn't stay in your arm. They said it would stay in your arm. It goes to every single cell in your body, every tissue in your body. It goes to your brain. It goes to your bone marrow where then your body is able to attack these cells. It is not a healthy platform for this. There's a difference between using this technology for cancer or for fixing inborn errors in metabolism as compared to using it in a vaccine. There you understand the risk. Here the risks were not told to people. Um, with this DNA being present, what Philip did not touch on is that there are sequences within these plasmids. I personally feel that this is an intentional um, I believe that there is nefarious intent. And I'm gonna tell you why, and it's something that he didn't touch on. Uh, there are SV40 sequences, <clears throat> excuse me, there are. Well, we'll stop right there. I think I think she said enough on that. Um, I, we, we all, I think, you know, we're at the point right now, the three of us, or we have been at the point, I think that this is intentional. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, the, like, as she said, as she mentioned, no informed consent was given. The risks were not communicated to anyone. Because if we're saying, I mean, that's the entire reason I left my job, right? Because we were told to say that these vaccines were safe and effective, period. Mm -hmm. And how would we ever know that when we had no safety data? So, I mean, I'm, I'm really kind of disappointed that more people didn't stand up and at least question why are we telling them it's safe and effective when we don't have the data to do so? We could never back up such a bold statement. 
That's right. Yeah. And the inserts were left blank intentionally. I mean, so many things were staring us right in the face to say no. And, and the thing is, is that most people, I would say at least probably 80% of the people did not really want it or, right. you know, thought like, Hmm, I don't know. Maybe I'll wait. Why don't you get it? But I'm not getting it right now. The only reason why a vast majority did is because they were concerned about their paycheck, you know, and providing for their family. Yeah. Yeah. And that's but when I would go yeah. in public, there were people really happy to line up six feet distances and be heavily masked. So according to, you know, Dr. Malone, he was saying that the fear campaign was so successful yeah. That if you're scared enough, if they have made you afraid enough, you would run to it if they said you have to take camel urine. If that's what would fix you, if you've been caused to fear enough, you'll take whatever they offer. And what they were offering was a vaccine. And the V word has been made to believe for decades now that it's the all saving God that can save the world. Yeah. 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 People, people bowing down to the altar of the government. You know, but then you also have censorship. You have shadow banning. We, you know, speaking of that, guys, share our show. Yes, absolutely. Yes, share our show. Exactly. Share our show. Like You're it. You're not sharing our show. <laughs> Your friends are not going to hear this from their news that they're turning on at night. They need to have mm -hmm. links. Easy to text a link to any friend. Yeah, and here's the here's the other thing. As I had said earlier, send this show say to your nurse and your family, your best friend who's a nurse that does not agree with you know with what we're saying. Say, hey, have you heard of Nurses Out Loud? They're on the air five days a week. I just came across one of their shows. Um, what? Tell me what your thoughts are on that. And you know, like. Do it that way. You don't have to, you know, say, oh, I really liked it. You don't even have to tell you you liked it. <laughs> Just send it to people. We need to wake up these nurses that yeah. know that something is going on. And, you know, I, when in my research, I heard about antibody dependent enhancement in 2020. And I was like, no way, you know, and, and I'm not afraid of the virus. You know, I, I, was doing the things that I needed to do, the boosting up my immune system. And, you know, I, not that I didn't fall prey to the emotional eating and the Uber because I put on a significant amount of weight, but y'all did. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're, we're getting that off guys. We, yeah. yeah. That, that's for <laughs> that's for another time. Part <laughs> of our Columbia trip. Um, yes. Yeah. Cannot wait. But yeah, so that's all the time for we have for today, friends. As, as I said earlier, our if you visit our show notes on americaoutloud.news forward slash nurses out loud, you will see the links of um, everything that we talked about today and do your own research, you know, and and educate yourself. But you know, we are nurses that are bound by ethical principles and really on a mission to protect the heart and minds and body of humanity. And we just encourage you to, like I said, share the show and um, let us know what you think. We we really want to hear from you guys and let us know what, um, what you want us to talk about. But you can join us every Tuesday on Nurse News Analysis. 
every Monday nurse Q&A where we will answer your questions. And then our shows also will be airing on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So until next time, guys, be safe, be well, and God bless. It's time.